0: Thank you, and welcome to Writer's Reason, where today we'll be covering the finale for Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, as well as paying off the promises you made back in Act 1 during the setup. I'm your host, Brick Phelps. Thanks for joining me. Welcome, Witches and Wizards, to the finale of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Okay, guys, we have seen Harry come from the lowest of circumstances only to rise to extraordinary heights as he spells his way into the last three chapters of this story. A finale is arguably the most important part of a story. If you think of the story as a series of promises and payoffs, you would see that the promises are made in Act 1 progress along those promises is what makes up Act 2, and the payoffs are what make up Act 3. But how do you deliver on the payoffs that you promised? How do you deliver that ending that gives the reader the story hangover, like when they just sit there for a moment and wish they could forget your story just to read it again? Save the Cat recommends a five-step finale. Broken into five parts like this, The finale stops being a twisted jumble that is supposed to take up nearly a third of the book to being an orderly progression towards revelation. To understand the process, let's look at it as a whole. The main goal of the ending is to deliver on your promises. If your story is anything like the others, it likely promised two things among others. First, a conflict, and second, a character growth arc. The first is usually represented by the antagonist. The second has crippled your character up until this point. In all other moments that the hero and the antagonist clashed, it typically resulted in the hero losing, or at least compromising or running away. That was because they were flawed. Now? Now they have been to rock bottom and saw the light. They have had their revelatory moment and are on the true path to change. But in the rock bottom moment... They likely lost friends or allies, possibly burning the bridges themselves. Therefore, the first plan of action is to reunite with their people. This is point one in the five-point finale. It's called Gathering the Team. Your hero needs these allies or friends to win this war. But with burnt bridges all around, the Gather Team point can be long. It is also a great place to showcase how they have changed. For Harry Potter... This wasn't all that difficult, but it did require some convincing. Ron and Hermione would rather lie low, but Harry gets solid evidence out of Hagrid that leads them to believe Snape is already sneaking down the trapdoor. The second point is called execute the plan, or you can think of it as plan A. The team, now assembled, rushes to resolve the conflict. This is delivering on the promise of the conflict. For Harry, it means chasing Snape down, the trap door. They pass Fluffy, the Devil's Snare, and the Flying Key Room without too much difficulty, but it's the chess game that requires the first sacrifice. There is commonly a subbeat in the section of Plan A called the B-Story Sacrifice. It is where the B-Story character sacrifices something, or themselves, to allow the hero to complete the mission. Ron does this by playing what Dumbledore later called the greatest game of chess ever played, and sacrificing himself to let Harry and Hermione win the game and continue on. You could argue that Hermione does the same thing later by giving Harry the last potion in Snape's room to move on. But now, Harry is alone, and he enters the last room. This is the point of the story called the High Tower Surprise. It's typically a twist or ace in the hole for the antagonist, and it's the third of the five-point finale. For Harry, it's when he walks in to see Quirrell instead of Snape and sees Voldemort on the back of his head. That means Plan A is failing. The mirror is another part of the twist, and Harry doesn't know how to stop Voldemort. This is where we move to the fourth point, called Dig Deep Down. It's where the hero is faced with the seriousness of the challenge. The twist in the Hightower Surprise has destroyed Plan A. If the hero had been the same person they had been back in Act 1 or two, they would fail at this point, but they aren't the same person. This is where they are touched by the divine, it seems, and they prove that they have learned their lesson. This is typically the point where you fully deliver on the promise of the character arc. And so this initiates plan B, where they make a new plan and execute it to perfection, resolving the conflict. For Harry, it was keeping the stone away from Quirrell, hanging on long enough to secure the victory but with the curtains closing on a fade to black, the story seems over. But we have one last way to give the proper payoffs. It's the beat called the final image. Here we see Harry in the hospital wing and later with his friends in the great hall. You might have thought it would be more true to the formula to show him back at the Dursleys for the final image, as typically the final image is the mirror of the opening image just after the character change. But this just shows that there are many good reasons to break from the mold and do something different. There you have it, folks. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone in its entirety. We went pretty in-depth on this one because I myself am still learning all these steps. That is what gave birth to this podcast series. These episodes are my notes on how the author may have crafted their story. Because I love to share my interests, this podcast was born from those notes. In the future, I will not go into so much depth, but rather do something of a story review, covering some of my favorite parts of the story and what I think makes them so great. The episodes will be sporadic and likely short, but they will be my genuine thoughts on the stories I read, watch, or listen to. I hope to see you next time. This has been Writer's Reason. Thanks for listening.